If you hunt enough, you learn the truth. What you seek speaks a language and knows it well. That's why every Primo's call for everything you hunt is made the right way. We sweat every detail so you get more out of every hunt and nothing leaves our hand until we know it'll work in yours. Because we don't just make the world's best calls, we speak the language. Primo's. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis' ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Welcome, everybody, to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. I am your host, Dale Luganbill. I am coming to you from the great state of Arkansas. Hell yeah, the spring uh, conservation order, light goose hunt, spring snows, as they are uh, affectionately called. Season has officially started. Officially started. And uh, yeah, we're, so we've been doing a lot of scouting. Um, we have been hunting, getting some birds, picking them up. Um, it's weird down here for me. This is my first time in Arkansas, so the scouting is just a little bit different um, in that the road system isn't a grid like I'm used to in the Dakotas where it's like, you know, a mile this way, a mile that way, a mile. You know, you see a flock of birds way off in the distance, and you can go, you're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start headed west. Well, shit, it might be <laughs> five miles before you find a road that goes that direction. So that makes it a little challenging, um, but I'll get into that. I won't uh, burn too much of that up. I'll get into it in the uh, the, the upcoming recap and rant. Um, but just so you know, this is where we're at. Anybody wants to get on some uh, snow goose hunting, experience it for yourself, uh, you can either get a hold of me or I'm working uh, with Premier Flight Outdoors, or not outdoors, sorry, Outfitters. So give Dean a call and uh, he'll set you up. So yeah, this is where I'm going to be for a while, and then uh, from here we'll go to Missouri, and then from Missouri into South Dakota, so you're going to hear a lot about snow goose hunting in the next couple months. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep tabs on, uh, on my boys back home in Minnesota, still going strong ice fishing, because we do still have a, an event left in Minnesota Made Outdoors. Um, I don't know, if it works out, they have some sort of downtime, or like, you know, it's a transition between states, and I can make it back for that last event, because we are chasing... The team of the year, we're in second place. I think, believe we're down seven points. Um, so, I mean, anything could happen. It could happen. Um, probably not likely I'm going to fish that, but we did uh, secure a pretty much a ringer <laughs> for for uh, my substitute, uh, John Lanky. So I'm I'm pretty pretty pumped about that. Uh, I feel good that we'll have a, a good showing, even if I can't be there. But again, that's that's more stuff for the 
recap and rant, I'm burning all that up. On today's episode, we are sticking with the snow goose hunting topic. And on the, while I was driving on the way down, um, I, I reached out to uh, goose reapers who I follow on Snapchat, and I saw that they were down here. So I sent them a message and uh, about potentially, you know, where are you guys hunting? You know, hoping that if it was somewhere close, we'd hook up and do a podcast. And uh, he said, Northeast Arkansas. And I was like, wow, that can't be too far from where we're setting up. I said, would you be interested? He agreed. And so we exchanged numbers, talked about it a little bit, and then uh, set it up. So voila, here we go. We are going to get into some spring snow goose hunting. And he's got a huge network. Uh, just a good old boy. I love talking to him. Um, yeah, I won't burn it up. I won't burn up any good information. Uh, it was pretty fun. It was a good conversation. Talking about spring snows with Shelby from the Goose Reapers on the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. <laughs> oh, here we go, boys. Go. Hey. Oh, I love that sound. This is a good one. Obviously built specifically for this. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, yeah this is Bob's Lodge. <laughs> Bob's Lodge. Is that the official name of it? Huh? I don't think it has a name. It does have a name. We've been calling it Bob's Lodge. We Bob's Lodge. Hey, RT. It's good instead name. of doing that, you want to hop in here and do this thing with me? Yeah, I got another one. He's got I'll another. He's up. got another headset. Come on, cameraman. Huh? The Cole Townsend? That's the one that you can't understand the way he talks anyway. Says the guy with the southern accent. Yeah, well, he's, he's from <laughs> South I-10, so that's... South I-10, where's that go? Louisiana. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Straight Cajun? Uh, Lock on tea. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. I need to get some good crawfish. Well, where should I go for crawfish down here? Oh, dude, Paragold. Paragold? Yep, Delta. Was, yep. Really? Yep. I just drove through that town. Yep. They got good ones, huh? Yep. Uh, I'll take yeah, take that under it's pretty, it's pretty take good. that under advisement. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sound like a NASCAR driver. <laughs> Thanks, Fucking brother. Hilarious. Thanks, Appreciate it. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like a cartoon character on a TV show or something. Yeah, it's it funny. took some work. Away from the phone. They don't like the recorder and doesn't like phones. Oh, okay. It gets weird. No, it's fine there. I just want okay. the recorder. You're good now. Right on. You're good now. So introduce yourself to everybody. Oh, man, I'm uh, Shelby Anderson from Oklahoma. I own Goose Reapers Got It Outdoors, LLC. So operate in Oklahoma and Texas and, I guess, spring snow geese. Yeah, and that's how I found you on just your – apparently I was already following you on Snapchat. And it happens, man. <laughs> saw the snow goose thing. I'm like, I wonder if he's close where I'm going to be. Yeah, so right down it down and just hit you up, hollered back, and here we are. Yeah, so. right down the road, man, in yeah. Bob's Lodge. In Bob's Lodge. You had the same <laughs> day off. It worked out pretty good. Yeah, it did. So nobody hunted this morning? No, no, we all not just scouted. Not even for fun? Not oh, even. you just ran yeah. around scouted? Yeah, not even for fun. <laughs> so <laughs> so most of us, uh, most of the people here started in Canada in, in uh, mid-September, and then uh, a bunch of us did November, December, January, and oh, then really? come straight here. So. so when you go to, so where do you go from Canada? So you're, you're based out of Oklahoma. Right. But you got in Canada. I do not. Oh, so I've know. got uh, I've got two different 
two different sets of guides that work for me, and each one of them owns their own outfitter. Gotcha. In Alberta. So okay. that's too much paperwork for me. <laughs> so, you ought to be working in a yeah, foreign country. Yeah, I'm not into that, and I like my freedom <laughs> too. So, so. <laughs> Those communists up there in I Canada. I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> and then so you, from there, so that's September, right? Yeah, yeah, they're up there like September, October, and then they usually get it wrapped up by, by November. And then where do they go from there? So then they come see me. Oh, then they come, they just... Yep, one of them fly over states. All the all the upper Midwest go straight to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll start uh, second half of November in the Texas Panhandle, and then uh, the rest of them start. You get to shoot cranes that we don't get to shoot. That's oh yeah. Bullshit. Oh yeah. Just we're just breeding them for you up there. That's fine. They're just just more and more every That's year. That's okay. That's okay. More and more every year. If it makes you feel any better, there's more people hunting them down <laughs> here now. So, <laughs> so we're gonna get a goddamn season eventually well technically we have one in the northwest corner of the state there's a there's a zone up there is there any cranes there yeah there, oh, is. there is yeah because they they get the ones from canada oh right on they, right on it's in the flyway because it's like clips the because you can hunt them in south dakota yeah and north dakota have you ever done that before uh not actively i mean i bought like the perm like the five dollar permit but then never like you know it's like well if some fly over while we're goose hunting hey sure, man that's crane hunting yeah, some yeah. fly over <laughs> so you put are they pretty wary where they can be hunted? Dude, that's what I've heard. They're the dumbest bird in the central flyway that you can just see really good. Like uh-huh. that's it like takes snow geese pretty much. Here's crane hunting in a nutshell. You put eighteen decoys in front of you, put the wind at your back, hide really good. They're either gonna do it or they're not. You know what I mean? So hmm. but you gotta hide really good. That's the that's the main thing. Even more so with like uh, yeah. Geese or anything yeah. Like I mean, they're awesome. Eight. They're awesome. They got it going on. So, what do you guys do? You hunt out of picks, pits, or layout blinds, or uh, just, both? Just layouts and a frames. I don't. Okay. I don't have anything uh, that's not that's not uh, portable. How do you feel about those a frames? You like them? Uh, are we alone? Yeah, you can say what you want. This is. A, I we're don't. In, we're I don't. In the, we're in the trust tree. Man, I don't like them. I don't like them. But that's just me personal. Do you kill my, birds out of them? I got guys do that they do. Work? I got okay. guys that do, and that's the only way they'll, you know. Whoop! I got a, I got a couple guys that they won't use layout blinds. They just want to use A-frames, and they'll put them suckers right there on so, a. So, I know, like for a long time, they were basically you'd make makeshift ones, especially in Canada, like in those pea fields where there's no cover. Right. They just go get some like willow branches, and they basically make one in the middle of that field. And of course, it's Canada, so it's kind of like cheating, but they just smash them. You know, it's like. Yeah, here I we just, are, trying to get the lowest profile blind you could find, and brush that, dig it in half the time, and brush yeah. it in, and I just I don't know maybe maybe if I went on a couple a couple, and we used them, and it worked, you know. But I've got to you know I've got to get to the point to where I'm even willing to to try something. See, new. I've yet to I've yet to hunt out of an A-frame, but we've we'll usually use like. We'll do a grass hide or an edge hide, mm-hmm. you know, and like a pivot mm-hmm. is like the best because mm-hmm. they always have some shit growing up yeah, around, right around the box wheels or, and stuff. Yeah, and you can yeah. just butt your blinds right up to that. I mean, when you're driving around and you're scouting, there's always shit in the field. Right. There's always stuff. There's right. like either a clump of grass that the combine missed or right. there's an old piece of implement out there. It's been rusting away for 50 years. And, mm-hmm. you know, I remember when I first got into this zillion years ago, the guy I was hunting with, like he wouldn't. He wouldn't do an edge hide. He wouldn't set up next to the road. He would, it had to be right in the middle of the field every time. Nope, right. you gotta be, you got visibility. You gotta be in the middle of the field where the least concealment 
possibly is. And he'd be like, oh, they don't, the birds don't like the trees. Or the birds don't, did you ask him? Because <laughs> when I'm out scouting around, I see him right next to the trees all the time. Well, here's, here's the way I look at it. I've got like, I don't know, I think there's like 18 different, we've got 18 different guides that work here. So, I mean, we run, we run a lot of, a lot of hunts a day and every one of them for the most part do things different. So it's like, you know, there's 10 ways to do it right and 100 ways to screw it up. You know I mean? <laughs> right, yeah, as long yeah. as you're in the 10 ways yeah. to do it right, you know, they might not be similar at all, but, you know, if it, if it works for you. So, because I got some guys, they want to hunt in the middle every time. You know what I mean? Run them big, them big sets yeah. and hunt in the middle. You know, me, I'm a, I'm a full body from the edge type guy at a layout bonds, you know. And then I got some people that run silhouettes every day out of A-frames, you know. And I, I, don't, I don't think you can – I think you do yourself a disservice if you – take a hard line on any which way you absolutely know what, you know what i mean like i do an edge hide i do a field i do this or i like to do that it's like well i might be in the middle of the field if there's something in the middle of the field that they can hide in or if the terrain lays out the right way the hill rolls the way you know that uh protects the prevailing wind you right know, the goose that you know it'll land right. on the side of a hill more so than the top fit or you know so it's yeah, I mean, you, you gotta know, be you gotta be flexible. You gotta use you know? all that stuff. Like know? when you find the birds first, see where they're at. They'll tell you, right? You know, and if right. the weather pattern is the same for the next day, right? You know, I just you know I've been around I've been around people that uh you know they have such a preference that they're pretty closed minded to doing stuff oh, yeah. different ways, you know. But I don't know. Like the like the like the kill hole versus no kill hole. Oh, the donut. I'm a I'm a I'm a huge believer in not leaving them a landing zone really well, i watched a, snow geese i was watching snow geese yesterday and there this field was just absolutely filling up you know when you had your big your big blob right then you had these little offshoot blobs that were starting to grow and every flock that came in so there would be like you know say there's five thousand over here and then there's 800 over there and there's 800 over there you know and the big blobs growing bigger and bigger but even those little blobs are starting to yeah, they're just get, stacking they were, on top they of were each other. Them, and then so there'd be space. Mm-hmm. There'd be these landing holes, if mm-hmm. you will, in between mm-hmm. these different blobs of geese. Mm-hmm. I didn't see one group land in the bare spot. Well, that's like less. They filter right into the dense the mo- where it's the most densely packed. Right. That's where they go. Right. You know, that's like lessers. You run the you run the tight spot where you want them to. Yeah, where you, you give them. them land, I, I give them so. a bullseye. Don't give them a hole. Right. Right. You know, they're going to go where the action is. I agree. But, I, you know, I think that the donut's definitely still in style. I've been driving around a oh, lot lately. Sure. And I mean, the donut is in the style, donut, brother. The U, the J, <laughs> they're all, yeah, and they're like, well, what, you know, we go to set all decoys, and they'll be like, all right, well, what are you thinking? I'm thinking you grab some decoys, set them out, and I'll grab some decoys. Well, well what, what do you want to do? Just put them out, dude. Yeah, man. Make it look like, make it look like a snow goose feed, brother. Be random. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's, you know, you have to. That's like the the thing I say. It's like I I'm purposely random, which is impossible. That's, right. You know, well, you got to think. You know, you oxymoronic talk statement, but you know, it's like we're such creatures of habit, and we just without thinking of it, we do things in a pattern. You know, three steps decoy, three steps decoy, three steps decoy. And when you're yeah. finally done, you look back, and this thing's a grid. Right. You know, it's like I'm trying to be aware of, you know, put one here, put one here. I'm gonna put two here. Yeah, I'm man. Put three it, here. Yeah, and you put, gotta you, know, you gotta look at it like it this, especially them diagrams. You got. Yeah, then people start hunting them in Saskatchewan or Alberta or wherever. They're seeing that all oh, the yeah. way down and yeah. then all the way back. You know, and like, what's the average snow goose age? Is it like 12 years? Something like that, 12 yeah. Years. And they so, live pretty long, them old ones, 20-some yeah. years old. Yeah. They've seen They've, they've seen, seen a lot. Well, you and know? you see kind of an ebb and flow or a change. You know, it's like the layout blinds, 
you know, when they probably first came out, they were probably deadly. Geese had mm-hmm. never seen them. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't know to be wary. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you know, and I don't know if it's so much that they lose or, or if they learn or if it's just that by process of the ones that don't care get killed, you know, mm-hmm. and the other ones are just so afraid of their shadow. They just don't like anything out of the ordinary. But so that works for a while and then starts getting less effective. And all of a sudden then the, you know, A-frame things start coming out. And then but, when no one's running them, they'll start working because then they haven't seen them. And then eventually, you know, people ever got away from layup lines and they were doing all these other things like backboards. You guys use backboards for snows and right, just lay I out in whites? Your mock's uh Did you – you're not hearing me? That's that's this. You just got a bad signal problem. And we're back. Yeah. So We're, we're still going. But, you know, you, you talk about the you – know, you brought up the cranes earlier. So um, the crane hunting's really taken off in the last, I don't know, three years. Like you found, you see more people – more people doing it and then you talk about like the a-frames versus the layout blondes well the way that everybody hunted cranes for the longest time was a-frames right they're either the homemade ones or the avian x's you know i think hell half a dozen companies are making a-frames now and now you start seeing the you start seeing the cranes you know i know i insulted them earlier but now you're starting (laughs) now you're starting to see them they're starting to pick them out like the a-frames like you know we uh we we kind of changed our tactics and started hunting them out of layout blinds, and we started really really killing them again uh, in January. But is you know the A frames they're just getting where they're just like oh clump of grass shouldn't be there, you know that's that's right. that's yeah. no bueno or you know I don't know if crane speaks Spanish or not. It's so but probably not. I don't either. think they fly that far. Uh, maybe not. No, uh, yeah, they do. French Canadian maybe. Oh yeah. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. they look at the weeds in the middle of the field. Uh-huh. I'm really impressed. Did you Thanks. try that out for me uh, no, on the way no, here? No, that's terrible. It was about a 45 minute drive for that's you. That's my standard it? uh eh, I don't know what it was, 30 something, I don't. Know. Hmm. Um took me a little longer cuz I got sidetracked looking at geese, but that's going to happen. Hey man. <laughs> you just got to you got to do it. You yeah, do it. Th- that's that's going to happen. The birds I was uh, scouting yesterday got hunted this morning. Not in the field I had permission for, but the field across the street. Oh, really? Like As I went by to check on the birds, there people were just picking up decoys on on the other side. I'm like, "Son of a bitch." Nice. How have you how many jumpers have you? How many how many I haven't run into anybody yet, but <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen. <laughs> I know it'll happen. It happened, dude. I'm the king of that. I li- li- I am the king of getting jumps like i don't know even when i'm like trying to I actually i don't usually jump shoot i'll i'll set up like if it's just me like i'll run out to south dakota or wherever no decoys just me in the car i like to get into a pass shoot spot or take my time and really get in you know if there's a, a big loaf or something that's setting up you know and there's just a constant spin and birds are coming into it you know you get out especially a nice windy day and you just get in the right spot so they can't when you shoot they can't hear you know the incoming birds mm-hmm. the birds on the ground can't hear you shoot you know the Sounds getting blown the other direction. You can sit there and you can pick off birds. You have a pretty good pile by the end of the day, you know. Right on. I so know. I'll take like 45 minutes an hour to sneak in, you know, a good spot, and and it never fucking fails. <laughs> I, right as soon as I get to where I want to be, all the birds get up, which at first you're like, no big deal, because snow geese do that. They'll just get up, they do a big spin, they sit right back down. Yeah, man. Which is great readjust. because you get all these little spit-off flocks, and those are the ones that I can shoot at you right, know, without right. messing with the right. the main group so they get up i don't think anything of it and then they get up and they just take off but as they're getting up then i hear the report you know oh yeah from the opposite side in the worst wind possible i'm like what the that's always why are you even jumping it from that side oh man opening day this (sighs) year frustrating on saturday you know it opened on a saturday this year and it was beautiful outside i don't know i guess i guess that's everybody was like you know let's just go let's go jump geese we had five feeds 
and two roosts. Like like all of our stuff. Nice. Just just right over the top. <laughs> right over the top. Couldn't keep them ran off far enough or fast enough. And the problem is, it's like half the time they don't even have, they're not even supposed to be in there. They're just like, oh, look, geese. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. They, they hop out yeah, and shoot them to yeah, get back in the truck and roll. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We kept the COs pretty busy on Saturday. Yeah. So, but anyway, then it started raining. I guess, you know, that kind of. It's funny. I got, I got permission yesterday not to decoy hunt, but to jump. Like, that's what they offered. He's like, no, they don't, they don't want any decoys out there because. Apparently somebody left a stake in the field and ran over it and popped a eight thousand dollar. Yeah, run a header or something like $8, that. Eight thousand yeah. dollar tire, so yeah. no more decoys in the field. But he's like, "But if you want to just go jump them, you can go do that." I'm like, no, I'm good because <laughs> those are the birds I'm hoping to decoy. Right, you right. Know, in the next couple of days, I don't want to blow them out. Yeah. But we had we had jumpers mess up our uh, a a decoy hunt too. We, buddy and I were out in South Dakota, and we had it's kind of like we were saying. There's a perfect. There was like three big feeds going on, and they were just hopping in between each other. And so we set up like right in right in between them, and morning comes up and birds are starting to hit the fields and it's starting to set up just like it did the day before. It's like this is perfect. We're just gonna get these little flocks back and forth trading all day, and we're you know we're gonna shoot a pile of them. Too good to be true, there. Right? Still truck rolls up. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys hop out. A few minutes later, boom, 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 boom. They all get up, and they they really wanted to be in that area, which made the burn even worse because they get up and they just went over to the other side of the road which was a really bad decision for them because that was, the fields over there were these long, skinny fields with trees in between them. So jumpers, they just crossed the road too, snuck down the edge of that tree, got to where they were at, boom, boom, boom. But that second volley, they all got up and left the country. Now, here's my problem with jumping. You know, by all means, if it's legal and it's, and it's ethical and you pick your stuff up, you know, by all means. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to tell you how to – I'm not trying to tell people how to hunt geese or whatever – I personally have never jumped snows or lessers or get any geese of any kind, and I'm going to tell you why. So you're glassing that field. They're next to a levee. You get down underneath the, the ditch or whatever, and you crawl down there to them. Explain to me how you're supposed to know that they're all straight snow geese. Oh, yeah. Like how, how are you supposed to know that there's not, you know, specks in there or ducks or, or whatever. I mean, you drive around. You see these feeds around they're here. They're mixed up. You know, how are you supposed to do it right without without just completely, you know, no, racking up the racking up the old build uncle scam, and getting yeah, some tickets? Yeah, and, and, and I'm the, and I'm I'm right there with you. I don't have any problem with it on the surface of it, but like this situation, the story I just said, when we were decoying them. It's like they could see our truck and trailer right there. They knew we were hunting those particular birds. Mm-hmm. Like in the field, we were. You know, it's like this was a huge field. This right. was like multiple sections. It was like. It wasn't even one mile by one mile. Like, this was like a multiple-mile section with no roads in between. And I know that you could see our spinners going around and everything else. And you're going like to you you jump those birds. Yeah, they knew you That's were there. That's a dick move. Yeah, I mean, I, even move. if you're going out there to jump, and I, if, if it was me and I was going out there to jump shoot or even to pass shoot, and I pulled and I saw birds, you know, in the distance, oh, let's go check that out. And I get over there, and I see them like, oh, this looks like a good spot. And also now I see a couple of rigs over on the side, and then I look and I find the decoy spread. I'm not going to peck on those birds. Yeah. That's a, that's a that is just a dick move. Yeah, I mean, if you set up a set, if you set up a set, or you mess with them within a mile or two, if somebody oh, that's one set, that's just, one thing. I mean, yeah, if it's I mean, miles, like yeah, no, I'm saying like one mile or yeah. like even two miles. You know, you just you know, it's kind of a. But you might not. I mean, move. I'm trying to give them some credit. Like, if it's two miles away, like say the roost is or whatever, and our decoys 
our decoy set is two miles away. Well, if they're on the far side, say I'm say I'm two miles from the, to the east of the roost, mm-hmm. and they're two miles to the west of the roost or mm-hmm. whatever, they might not know I'm there. No, that's that, that's but fair. These that's, guys rolled up on the field yeah. that we were actively in, yeah. and then that is as yeah. douchey as it gets. Yeah, which you never know if they just got told no. You know what I mean? Like they, you know, yeah, you know what knows? I mean? Who knows? Yeah. You know, it's a douche move, no matter what. No, so. yeah, no matter how you turn that one, it's like there's no way they did not see us there. There's yeah. there's zero chance they didn't know somebody was hunting those birds. Yeah, damn jumpers. And, is that, and that was that. And that was that. I was like, fuck. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, that's. Well, you can, you know, come to Bob's Lodge. That's what I usually do about it. Well, you can come to Bob's Lodge <laughs> and sit down with Shelby and we can <laughs> talk about it on the, on the interwebs. Right. That's what we can do. Yeah, you put it out there to the universe. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you know, man. Somebody's going to be hear this and be like, that was me. I feel really bad. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, no they're not. They're going to be like, ah, fuck ah. you and your decoys. You so, rich prick. Yeah. yeah. You think I'm rich? I'm broke as fuck. Because I spent hundreds of dollars on these decoys. Oh, Thousands dude. of dollars. Isn't it not just a – the snow goose game is a money pit. And it just keeps getting more and more and more because, oh, I yeah. mean, I actually feel like it. there might might be a tipping point where at some point in time a smaller spread might work better. Yeah. You know, because people are just not going to see it. Because when I first got into it, it was like most people were running 300. And right. it was like you had to have six. You had to have five to six right. to really – get consistent decoying well you talk and then everybody about, got up to five and then all of a sudden you need a thousand and twelve hundred and then fifteen hundred now you need twenty five hundred well it's you're like, talking oh like God. so we're talking about like the ages of geese right so like it could be a generational thing with them right to where like now they're used to seeing like 1500 socks or whatever so maybe like 150 200 hyper realistic decoys will be the new yeah. the new thing yeah i mean I, th- I think it would work definitely especially if you're hunting like uh i mean i don't don't see they have much down here, but like in the Dakotas, like a pasture pond setting, like a loaf mm-hmm. loaf set with really realistic full bodies, maybe a couple of floaters out in the water and really good concealment. Right. I could see that really working. Yeah, Arkansas is definitely one giant pasture pond. Especially right now. Oh, I mean dude. all the there's standing water in every field. I don't I get mean, it. There is no roost. I no, mean they just not. they stay in the field, they switch field. Are you finding this? They're switching fields every day. There is no like trying to set up on a feed is it's tough. They're not coming back it's to that field the next day more than likely. It's it's tough. Just I mean, trying to get into an area where they're at. You know, we're doing. I think we've got. I think we've got an eighty bird average right now. That's so, pretty good. So That's it's, really, it's really good. not. It's really not. No, I mean, I can't. I can't complain. Complain one bit. You know, and then, um, but we've been. We've just been. You know, setting the stuff they were in the night before, you know. Like, right. Yeah. Well, that's all you can do, really. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do. Got a magic eight ball. It tells you which which field are going to be in tomorrow. Under the seat. And that truck you told me I need to wash a minute ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your so, truck is dirty as fuck. Dude, that, that you drove around. <laughs> like yes, you I, look at my truck. It's filthy. <laughs> so, Not as filthy, but it's going to be Well, it was, bad. it was bad in Oklahoma before we got here. So, so I went from red dirt to this gray stuff. How long has uh, Goose Reapers been in business? Uh, I've been doing it since 2011. Okay. So I've been around. I've been around for a little while. Nine years. So. Cool. Did yeah. it start off right out of the gate as a outfitter, or were you just a pretty bunch much of guys that got together and? Pretty much, it was it was one of them deals. Uh, funny story. I just wanted like a I just wanted a really badass set of Dakotas. Like I was just thinking like, okay, I'll do this just good enough to get a get a really badass set, you know. And uh, I started Goose Reapers with a 10-foot enclosed trailer. I was running all the hunts by myself. And uh, I borrowed, I had a $1,200 tax return, and a, uh, and a buddy of mine lent me $1,000. So, and now, 2019, you know, I'm running, 
I don't know, on average five to nine hunts a day in Oklahoma, one in wow. the Texas Panhandle. That's cool. Yeah, and then uh, and then you know the snow goose deal, you know, and the snow goose deal is not as big as it's gonna get. I mean, it's just you know, just kind of easing into it. Sure. Know. Is this your first year with the snow goose? Uh, I've worked for other people. Okay. But this is the first year that I took the plunge, and I was like, okay, we'll just gonna we're just gonna go do this our stuff our way. So, cool. you know, and it's it's one of them deals. There's such a, I don't know, like so many people, so many fly by nighters in the snow goose deal. Like you know, honestly. A twelve twelve hundred socks, that's not that's not nothing. No, nope. you know that one, at one set you're looking for one set you're looking at maybe seven thousand, about about seven thousand dollars. You know, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, and then the lesser sets, you know, all full bodies, twenty five dozen full bodies. You got sixteen foot trailer, blah blah. You're looking at more like a fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars per set. You Isn't know, that's something that's crazy. But dude. you know, so so it's easier for the fly by nighters to get involved with the with the snow goose deal. And it's just so watered down, you know. You know what I mean? With just so many people, especially, I think last year was the worst I've ever seen it. This year's not that bad because well, I think they picked a bad year to get into the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, man, sucked last year. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It really did. But you know, it happens. It, it Good happens. hats this year. I mean, I think it was from what I can gather talking to people, average snow goose hatch, and then uh, I've heard like a record Ross hatch. Yeah, yeah. Which I've heard some Rossi colonies. I'll take colonies. Juvie Rosses all day long because Rosses are already. I'll take adult Rosses. They're all, yeah, they're already reckless. <laughs> yeah. That was my point. They're, like, yeah. they're already reckless, and they've saved many a snow goose oh, hunt. Oh, yeah. And now we got young reckless. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I heard, Sign me I, up. I heard from a couple different people that they had two. I actually heard that oh, they, they raised like two twice? clutches. Yep. So, you know. That's so. the first time I've heard that, but I, I guess I don't doubt it. Yeah, you you hear stuff, you know, yeah. you sort through, you know. Yeah. Could be bullshit, <laughs> might not be. So far so yeah. good though. I mean, you know, I can't complain. But and I you know, and that's like the 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 real the real good stuff still south of us, you know. I know. Yeah, I've that's heard. what I've been hearing is like a, all of the big wads are south. Yeah. So, so and I mean, right now. What's weird when they I'm actually kind of surprised that they're that <laughs> far south cuz there's no snow around here. There's like the snow line is in Missouri. Mm -hmm. You think they'd be think they'd be up there when i was on my way down the first strings of snows i saw were 40 miles north of kansas city really yeah really well that's them asshole frontliners yeah anyway, you don't want so, them so. bastards anyways yep Bye. powder white mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't even like themselves <laughs> I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing huge feeds in a field and here comes strings the tornado sets up they circle live geese they get to that magical you know 80 yard flippy off range yep. where you can't shoot them anyways and they just drift off nope not a single live bird dropped in with the other live yep. birds on the ground what chance do you have yeah I hear with you. your 400 texas right i hear you but they're up there and we don't have to worry about that right now so exactly I'm pretty cool about it. i'm pretty i'm okay right. with it and scouting so. around i mean there's there's some dirty birds in this area though too yeah so. yeah i've been really impressed with the mount you know when we first got here we were kind of like eh you know mm, you know it's better than last year you know there's more than more than two how big of a radius do you guys run Oh, like scouting. probably about 45 minutes. Okay. So Trying to it's keep been, under that. Yeah, man. It's like I said, we, uh, do the clients know, stay right here in Bob's lodge? Yeah. They stay in Bob's lodge, That's man. Kick ass. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty <laughs> sweet. It's a pretty sweet deal, man. I like it. It is pretty cool. So I like metal, it. Like machine shed set up. It's about, yeah. actually it's about the size of my machine shed back home, but it's just bare bones. Oh, you're a machine. You were a machinist, or you're a machinist? No, I have like just a machine shed. I mean, we oh. call them a machine shed, but it's just this. It's oh. just the the metal pole building. Oh, that's pole northern northern terminology. Yeah, that's northern terminology. All right, man. Yeah. Okay. No, I I'm get not you. a machinist. When I'm not guiding, fishing, or hunting, I'm an iron worker. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Right on. 
That sucks. <laughs> Pays good, but it sucks. I hate every minute of it. Nice. I don't do really anything for eight months out of the year, so play a lot of uh, Battlefield. This is what this so. is where you make all your money for the year, right here. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, I've been full time since uh, fifteen. So, I uh, mean, there's stuff you got to go do. You know, I oh mean, yeah, you know, the phone. You got to answer the phone. Sit in front of a damn computer. Here in the off season, I try to do the computer stuff. Do some advertising. Where do you get majority of your bookings? They come from social media. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yeah, I mean we we have a pretty big social media following. I think we've got thirty two thousand on our Instagram and like fifteen thousand on our Facebook. You know, and then I'm running boosted content. uh, You know, you have to. It's. I mean, it's better than going to shows. I mean, you could take, you you the average show you're going to spend two thousand. You know, between the booth, the hotel room, the food, you know, if you're not a douchebag and you actually pay somebody to help you sit there at the thing, you know, uh-huh. you're in it for about two grand. So you can take that, split it into four four pieces, and then just boost 30 days, boost some clickbait, you know. Yep. You know, and just and get more people interacting with you, you know. So social media is definitely the, the yeah, way I'm now. Yeah, I mean, like I found you guys up via Snapchat, and I'm, as for my company, I'm trying to use utilize that more. Um, Snapchat. You know, yeah, I'm on the I'm on the upper age spectrum of the <laughs> of this game, so Snapchat's kind of kind of new for me. I mean, I'm, I I'm 46, so dude, I'm 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 so bad at Snapchat that if a person messages me to talk to me about hunts, he's like my best friend on there for a week. <laughs> like I literally I literally <laughs> talk to my wife every once in a while on Snapchat, and then I'll post a video maybe or a story or whatever they call it you know every once in a while yeah that's you know? i mean i like i'm trying to be better with it but it's so many things you know and now you got tiktok added in there and i don't even know what that is i haven't messed with it but dude i'm the worst millennial ever like i'm <laughs> i'm 28 years old i look like i'm 35 and i kind of i've been told i act like i'm 35 too so i'm I'm 46, going on 47. I've been told I look like 35, but I act more like I'm 25. Nice. Yeah. So, nice. Yeah, we're like mirror images so, of each yeah, other. Yeah, man. You got to be a little <laughs> bit of a shithead if you're going to be in a God game, you know? So. Uh, you got to be entertaining. You got to just a little bit. Yeah. You, know? you got to be, a, I think you got to be a lot of it entertaining. Like, if you're not, especially on the slow days, that's where it shines. Like, well, if you can't keep your clients talking or entertained or, I mean, you know, it's going to be a long day. That's that's kind of the misconception of what we do is i mean you're you're honestly an entertainer first you know they're paying you for your it's entertainment is what it is for sure you know you know a slow hunt is boredom right you know what i mean that's what they're that's what they're aggravated at they're aggravated that they're bored they're not aggra- you know right you know what i'm saying yep. so you know so that's like you know that's like our crew i've got just a just a cult of personalities you know that that work here they're just all <laughs> over all over the place you know yeah so every stereotype you can think of, you know, you probably find it here. There so. was a post on Facebook today. I got into a little debate on because it was it was a Minnesota, I think it's a Minnesota page. It was about fishing, but the guy's like, I don't understand, you know, you the for a guide like why you would need to tip a guide. I mean, their price is their price. I don't understand why you would need to tip on top of it. He's like, honest question. I'm not trying to be a dick or whatever. And so I read through all the comments, and you know, so many people are just like, yeah, I, you know, it's really good. Sure, you can throw them some bucks but you know their price is their price i mean why don't they just raise their price and so i i was like well here's the deal especially minnesota i don't know about anywhere else as far as fishing guys go but i know like in minnesota which is a world-class fishery destination fishery everybody's so cheap like we only get 400 bucks for eight hours of fishing 
which if you go any other state that I've been to, minimum is like 600, six to 800. You got all your gas overhead, insurance, and everything else. Like mm. You're not coming out of there. So mm-hmm. it's so competitively priced already. Mm-hmm. If you raised... If you raised your prices to account for not getting tips, then nobody would book you because they'd be like, why are you charge so much? Yeah, because now you're really out Really, Bob's Guide Service only charges 400 just down the road. Right. And then you go down there, and then you're going to go out of Billy Bob's, you're going to be pissed off because you're fishing out of a rusty John boat, and he, you know, he's chain-smoking two cartons of cigarettes the whole time, and <laughs> right. you haven't caught any fish. You right. Know? And then you're going to be pissed off. Right. But you're so much of a cheap ass to spend $200 more to right. get a guide that's reputable, right, and it's good, it's going to entertain you, right. Then you're going to bitch about having to tip them. So, right. like, if you don't tip your guides, you, <laughs> dude, you, the, we the could, guides are working for tips. We they could, don't make any money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes and no. It's, I mean, it just, I think, I think a lot of that depends on the guide service. You know what I mean? As far as like, you know, what the guides make and all that kind of stuff. I know I haven't taken a tip in like years because I don't touch them. Like they're. I'm the outfitter there. Well, yeah, I mean you that makes I mean? sense. You're, yeah, it's your money behind it. It's your advertising behind it. That that part, that part, as the out, you know, head of the outfitter, that mm-hmm. part makes sense. But mm-hmm. like the guides that are out in the fields, like well, it, and it they is get a bit, paid some money, right? But it's not a ton. It's like right. they depend on those tips, right? Right. And as like a, you know, that's why fishing guides are a little different. You're generally not working for a larger umbrella. I mean, there are some. Well, I think I think a lot guides, of but, you know like what that guy was getting at they don't they have no idea what goes on behind the scenes to make all this happen no like not even a clue you know and uh well they're also assuming like oh it's your overhead for the day driving the field and you get your bait and you get no what you don't understand is i fished all day yesterday without anybody in my boat burning tanks of gas trying to stay on the fish yeah or drive around the countryside making sure you're on a hot field yeah like this isn't like yeah well i mean that's like these snow goose feeds we find one there is a guy and it's normally me, or it has been at least the last week anyway. I sat on that thing all day. Like, I sat, I guarded a roost. The guys brought me 15 pounds of crawfish. You know, we were talking about them crawfish Ooh. earlier. And I sat on my tailgate and I ate 15 pounds of crawfish while I'm Jesus sitting there Christ. watching these geese just to keep people from messing with them or yeah. wanting, need to know where they're at. And that's been every day, you know. So, you know, we got a guy out right now. You know, it's one of them deals. There's just so much stuff that goes into, right. you know, and – if they had an idea, you know, I think that they would, you know, definitely understand why a tip or, you know, or the rates are necessary. Right. When the other the other point I brought up too, it's like, you know, it's the days that you don't shoot anything or the days that fishing is really tough are the days that your guide is probably working the hardest, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. it, seems, it seems like, yeah, you're going to tip well if you get your limit and, you know, right away or you're going to, you know, if you shoot 100 birds a day, then you're going you're gonna to tip. But what if you only shoot one bird? Mm-hmm. Then you feel like you don't need a tip, but mm-hmm. I guarantee you that if that guide's worth anything, he's been up, he's been rebrushing blinds, mm-hmm. doing everything in his power because the guide wants you to be successful. At the oh, end of dude, the day. and that's the thing. No, they, they don't, don't understand. Get, when we you don't have a one bird day. That sucks. Oh, it does, and it, and they don't understand. We don't want to set out there with people that are mad at us. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? You're changing spreads yeah, around. You're yeah. trying to, you know, you're seeing birds, but they're just not committing. So you're yeah. you're changing shit. You're Oh, that decoy fell over. I'm going to go pick that up. It's like, oh, you're missing a little two-inch square of stuff on your blind. Here, mm-hmm. let me get that for you. And then mm-hmm. While entertaining them, like the slow days, the tough days, that's when you work the hardest. Yeah, and I agree. And then at the end of it, you don't get a tip. I agree. You because know, you shot one bird. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, well, t- I mean, not all guides are created equal. There's some douchebag guides out there, too. I hear you. you know, it's like, but as a consumer, if somebody's listening to this and you, and you go out with an outfitter, you know, keep that in mind. Like, what what's the guy doing? Is he 
entertaining you? Is he engaging you in conversation? Is the time right. going by fast? Right. Is he worried about the decoys? Is he fixing stuff? Right. Is he is just it, yeah. is he just climbing in and well, we'll just shoot birds or we won't. Collecting a paycheck. You know, you know? what I mean? You know? Yeah. If so that's I mean, the guy you got, I wouldn't tip him either. Right. But if the guy's up busting his ass and he's entertaining you, whether you shoot birds or not, you should probably tip the guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, we're people too. You know what I mean? And there's no way to high fence these things. So No. No, they're so, really, yep. they really high fence. I've never seen a canned, high, or a canned <laughs> snow goose hunt, you know, so, you no, know, it's one of them deals. But Not at all. What do you, you personally, what's your favorite bird to pursue? Lesser Canada's. You like the cacklers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just... I don't know. I got some really good stuff. You know, the hunting fairly similar to snows from what I hear, like really big uh, decoy spreads. And yeah, yeah, it's getting, it's getting. Do you guys use like rotaries, sim- like for no. snows with for? No. no, I got. We've got some clones. We've tried the clone thing. You know, how do you like those things? They're expensive. How do you yeah, like those? I mean, they look good, another, but do they? I mean, I don't. Have you been on a hunt with them where you're like that definitely mattered? I personally haven't. You know, I think a flag still goes a long ways. You know, I'll flag from the edge. You know. It's still, you know, just real low and stuff like that, you know, and I think that's that's just as good. Get them to look your way. Yep. I mean, that's so, what it's If you for. break a flag, you're a lot less pissed off than if you break a clone. You know? <laughs> $350 <laughs> yeah. decoy for yeah. one. That's a lot of flags, man. Jeez. That's a lot of flags. They do look real, though. They do. Like, when you have one set up, like, there's six of them, like, flying or whatever, and they're all flapping, like, dude. Oh, yeah. I'll be afraid I'm going to shoot one of those things oh, myself. Hell, if they it got gets one down them. and dirty, like – I might not be able to tell what's alive and what's not. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's just – that's everybody. You know? <laughs> but, hell, they got them ones now that, they'll, you know, they'll move back and forth, back you know. And forth. Yeah, yeah, make it look like it's looking for a place to land. Yeah, damn. So that's just too much work. God so damn. That's, that's a lot that can go wrong, too, dealing with batteries oh, and you're dealing yeah. with more weight you oh, yeah. know, involved. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah, especially if you have to pack in. You know, this right here, you know, it's wet and all, but the roads, for the most part, have a bottom in them, and you can get to where you need yeah, to go. Yeah, the roads are decent, actually. Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm telling you what, half an inch of rain will shut you down. Is that where you get that red, that clay, the oh, yeah. red, like clay powder, oh, yeah. and you get one little bit of rain and it just turns oh, it's awful. slick as shit? It's awful. Like, you'll just be just be bopping along on the crown of the road thinking you're okay, and then right at the Slide side. Slide right off. Yep, right at the side. <laughs> well, call the tractor. <laughs> Fuck. Now we're screwed, but it's just different. Yeah. It's just different, different type of place. So I've had when some. I've shot cacklers, but I've never actually gone anywhere specifically you know, just for them. Like when we go North Dakota in the fall, it's there's lots of cactus up there. Mm-hmm. Lots. We actually we sh- we did really well this year. And specs, which is the first time I've actually really gotten into specs because they usually blow right past the Dakotas. But we had that we had a really early big snowstorm, like mm-hmm. dumped a foot or mm-hmm. better in some spots in North Dakota. Yeah, I think that stalled them out. That was around Halloween, yeah, I believe. Wasn't that was it? before. It was a couple of weeks before. Was I think. it? Yeah. Well, I know we it was had like mid October. We had. Uh, our peanut ducks showed up about that time, which was like, you know, I was just driving by. I don't even remember why I was driving by. I damn sure wasn't looking for ducks that time of year, you know, and then I look over and there's 200 sitting on a peanut field. Nice. And I was like, oh, that's that's new. And then, you know, <laughs> a couple of days later, there's, you know, five or 6,000. And, you know, so we do, we do a lot of that dry feeding dry feeding duck stuff on oh, yeah. peanuts over there in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's one thing we don't get a ton of in Minnesota is dry, like, dry field mallards. Really? That We have a lot of water, but we really don't have, like, we raise a bunch of mallards, but they take off. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, like, uh, Nick Johnson's talked about how, the, you know, you follow the, they call it, like, a reverse migration, but they're following food, you know, so as the crops are coming off up north first, these birds are flying up 
north to take advantage of the Oh, so the they're leaving source. y'all and going Yeah, they're leaving now. Minnesota and going into Canada huh. to go eat. And then, you know, then they'll kind of follow the feed pattern back down, which kind of makes sense because, well, the only time you really start seeing ducks in the fields in Minnesota is late fall, early right on. winter. Right on. I know Oklahoma, we don't really have the aquatic vegetation for, for like, mallards. So, you know, most of the time if you do see them on water, they're dry feeding somewhere. You know what I mean? So, right. you know, but the, the peanuts, they're just like, they come straight to them. Really? Like, yeah, the first front. First good front y'all, or not necessarily y'all, but west y'all has. I mean, straight Any, to Anybody us. north of southern Missouri, is, uh, they're nor- northerners, right? I was going to say Oklahoma City. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> so, like, I, I actually Those live. Yankees. Yeah, I actually live. I live, like, like 20 minutes from Texas. I'm so far down there. You oh, know, damn. So, yeah, I don't know if you could well, tell. Well, that panhandle's pretty skinny. Texas panhandle, anyways. It's a lot. It's pretty big, it? honestly. Yeah. Looks so, small on the map. Yeah, we run. <laughs> you know, we got a guide service over there. They hit a home run this year. Really? Oh, dude, that panhandle was just off the chain. So, because you, you want to talk about aquatic vegetation, them they got these big flat lakes out there called ply lakes, right? And they've got a smart weed bed in them, and they're just massive. They're really hard to hunt, you know. So nobody, there's no pressure. You know, birds will roost in them, get up in the morning, stretch their wings, sit right back down, and oh, just damn. go to eating. You know, so it was a really there was a lot of birds over there this last year. It never froze. So what do you do? You got to hunt them in the water. No, you there? just look at them. <laughs> you can't get yeah. to them. No, you, I mean it's it's damn hard. So, really? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So because I mean you know hundred acres of water, you know, and then the holes out in the middle, you know, it's just just kind of a pain. Get out there, but sneak boat. Sneak boat. <laughs> Can you imagine? Eight people pull up there from <laughs> eight people pull up there Great coming to you boat. from Louisiana and be like, yeah. All right, boys, here's a canoe. Here's yeah. a here's, here's your paddle. Here's a paddle. Yeah. Probably remind them of home, Let's really. Huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> so pretty much. Like what? What are you talking about? Oh, let's go sink a box out there in the middle. Just like a pit line only in the water. <sighs> Man. Some well, the thing about them too, you know, they're different year to year. Like yeah. they gotta get rain at a certain time and then you can show you can have forty acres of water come back in two weeks sucker's gone really? like now oh, it's just it's a weird it's weird out there you know but this year they they hit a home run they held what's a lot of, of them what's some of the craziest shit you've seen craziest mm. stories i mean something had to happen when you were hunting with heinz hmm? something had to have happened when you're hunting with heinz he snapchatted a lot he does so he does he, he wants to know why you won't add him on snapchat huh oh i won't <laughs> so i'm kind of what people call a non-conformist you know so uh, if the cool thing is to add Joe on Snapchat, I'm going to do the opposite. I, I text him. I'm like, so I got this uh, podcast set up with Goose Reaper guys. Let's. Uh, what do you, you got? Some dirt for me? What like some kind of inside joke I can bring up? He's like, no. He has like he he won't. He's like has this thing like don't add Joe or yeah. whatever it says. <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was a hashtag. It was <laughs> yeah, like say was. say no to Joe no 2018. To Joe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say no to Joe. I was like, that's perfect. I'm gonna bring that up. Yeah, man. <laughs> so. He's a riot. Yeah, he is. Oh, so. He's funny. Nick Johnson's good shit too. He's like the brain. He's like the the mad scientist, and Joe's just the. I don't know if he lived in California, he'd be a surfer dude, pretty sure. Oh yeah, he's got a pinky <laughs> ring. That's the first thing I noticed. I was like, this dude's got a pinky ring. Can't say I so, uh, 
noticed that. You gotta have, well, I mean, you know, you know what they say about people in pinky rings, you know. But I don't know, but I'm gonna ask him about it next time I see him. You need them. to, you need to. But no, I mean, chase these things around the country. Is it gotta, at least is it at least built out or carved out of like a goose band or something? Dude, I, I, would, I saw the ring. So I saw the ring, but I didn't see exactly what kind of ring. <laughs> so. But he, he's uh, had an, an insane year with bands this year. It's just stupid. Dude, y'all do. Like just that's just stupid, a dude. that's a honker thing. You know, lessers, I've got one. Really? Yeah, I've got one. And I it, know uh, a friend of mine, she shot a banded cackler this year. Really? In Minnesota. Really? But, yeah, Fergus Falls area. So you do not see you do not see very many. I mean, you know, out of however many thousand, you know, we shoot a year, you might see two or three, maybe. You know. Wow. And then some people just got the juju, you know, and they and they just get them. That was Heinz this year. It was like every single day. He's like, more bands, more bands. I'm like, God damn it, dude. Yeah. And he, he's the guy that plays the band or no yeah, band yeah. thing on Snapchat, yeah? Yep. Yeah. I'd just waste everybody's time if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're going to pay still yeah, no band. Yeah, no band. So. <laughs> A whole season goes yeah. by, still no band. Yeah, or two years, one or the other. Yeah, right. we, we just don't, like I said, you just don't see very many of them. So. That's crazy. So, some places, some places. Now the big geese, the right, big so geese we get, you get, you'll see them. Yeah, well, but, I don't think the big geese just don't make the giant migrations that the little geese do. Hmm. You know, we're not well, talking I'm, about you know geese that are hatched out in the Arctic tundra and then right fly down. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, they ban snow geese too. You know, yeah, obviously. I mean, yeah. it's not super rare to get a snow goose banned, but you know, so right. Guys, all right, hey, what are we watching? Hey. <laughs> hey. We're making some content over here. Turn the TV down. <laughs> you can watch Sabrina the Teenage the teenage Witch another time. <laughs> Whatever that was. Little Women. Oh, okay. It's very. I don't even know what that is. It's an old movie. Very, so. very worldly of him to. Always a good I time. Didn't, he didn't strike me as a little woman watcher. but uh, Always good time in Bob's Lodge. Always a good time. <laughs> so I need to find, we need to find out what the name of this place is. So. It's Bob's Lodge. Yeah, Bob's Lodge. Like it's duck camp. Like who? What? What happens this place when uh, it's, it's a not hunting it's a club? Season? Yeah, it's a club. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, they do like their their duck season. You know, they got members. Oh, right on. Yeah. So. So you rent? I assume you rent it out from the club then. Yeah. While you're here. Yeah, for snuggies. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's gotcha. pretty handy. Like it's, I said, it's set up pretty nice. I mean, yeah. it really is. Got your little showers in there and little kitchen area here, commons area where you can get shitty drunk. That that blue. That's that's. That's one of the bigger blue geese I think I've ever seen. That yeah, that's a good one. Like a honker, dude. That's a good one. So I've seen. Nice big white belly blue. Interphase, I believe they call those. Yes, sir. It's pretty nice. I have had one. It was at the taxidermist, and then I called him on it, and uh, apparently he lost it. Boo. I'm not quite sure how you lose a, lose a goose, but. Well, very carefully. Well, no, I'll shoot another one, though. They're not that yeah. rare. I'll no, no. It was no. a nice one, though. It was like he hardly had any black on his collar. Like, it was just. Well, every once in a while, you just, get, you just get a bird. It's just it's freaking cool. We yeah. had a we had a group of customers this year clean a, uh, it was a Mexican duck, Mexican duck mallard hybrid. What's a Mexican duck? Model duck, maybe? Something oh, like okay. that. Oh, okay. Something okay. like, so something they like, look like someone, yeah. Model ducks look like. Yeah, well, it was. Mallard. It obviously, like mallard. It was obviously a hybrid. Like I mean, it was just like hybrid, you know. Right. Yeah. And they uh, they plucked it. Oops. <laughs> they plucked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they all taste the same. Yeah. Yeah. Still, it's pretty. There's a similar story, only with fish in Minnesota. This was quite a few years ago now. 
I was like, what would have smashed like the largemouth bass record in Minnesota? I was like, over ten pounds, and they did that. They only know that because they did like the the length and girth measurements with the skin. Uh-huh. Because the guy the guy went over to his buddy's house, and he was cleaning fish in his kitchen, and he sees the skin in the trash, and he's like. What the hell, dude? And the guy didn't know. He's from, you know, he was Asian, but he didn't know what he had. He yeah. Like, it's fish. You eat fish. You don't. You yeah. Know? And yeah. The, his buddy was like more of a, a sportsman and recognized it's what like, it was. Ah, it's big so fish. They <laughs> took it out and they took all the measurements, did the math, and they're like, this thing would have been over 10 pounds. Oh, smashed wow. the Minnesota record. So but uh, it got it. <laughs> you got to explain to me the ice fishing craze up there. Okay. Like, I just don't get it. What don't you get? I don't get it. Like, I mean, I mean, you just, you drill a hole in the ice and like you, you catch like. What, catch like, whatever swims. Just, whatever you catch in the summertime, you catch in the wintertime. Like when I was up there, I mean, you go into like these sporting goods places and they have just like, it's just like ice fishing. Like that's all it is, you know, and there's like, and don't get me wrong. Y'all have got the cold weather gear figured out. Oh, yeah. Like, like they're like the ice fishing gear is better than anything you buy. Oh, yeah. You know, for like regular like goose hunting and stuff like that. So, but I don't understand. You just so it's like a drinking thing. Like you just go out in the, a box it's and definitely it depends on who you ask. So it definitely can be a drinking thing. Uh-huh. So basically, Bob's Lodge. So uh-huh. you take Bob's Lodge and you shrink it down to about you know a tenth of this size. Yeah. Like the basically that little commons area there, like two thirds of that. There was some holes in the floor, and uh, yeah, you go in there and you catch fish and you drink beer with your buddies and. You know, you get white girl wasted. And just in the hole. Yeah. Like you just and then they either, you either catch fish or you don't. Nice. That's one way to do it. That's not the way I do it. Oh. I, I'm, I'm, I don't even, I rarely use a house. I really? just sit out in the elements with that good gear you talked about. Yeah. And I move around a lot. So I drill a shit ton of holes. You do the ones with flags on it and stuff like that? Sometimes. Really? Depends. Like, those are most, mostly for, like, um, your bigger fish. Like, people mostly, like, northern pike. You'll use them for walleye sometimes, but that's about it. You know, I don't. You know. I, I chase a lot of panfish through the ice, so crappies and bluegills. Okay, so the bluegill thing. This is this is this is part of. Now it we're too. getting so, into the so meat. Like, so like that. Well, like, dude, like, I I just I don't know. When I found out y'all actually eat those, <laughs> you don't eat bluegills down here. No, they use them for bait. Like well, <laughs> like I mean, we can't do that, but so legally. so I think. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they use them for bait or well, down you, down here yeah, i mean down in Oklahoma, yeah, yeah for like catfish sure. and stuff but like i i don't because i don't think they're even classified as a game fish game fish in yeah, oklahoma in minnesota they're classified as game fish and so you, you eat them yeah you eat them they're good do you eat crappies uh yeah they're i guess good. i mean they're, I don't t- know. they're basically the same thing yeah i don't know i just the, the whole ice fishing thing it just it just really blew me away because i mean like you know you you'd be up there you know you just ran into somebody you know and Start asking them questions, and I mean, it's just like everybody's just like, "Oh yeah, about they that, get I, that about ice it. fishing." Oh yeah, yeah. And oh, I, it's I it's don't. a it is a subculture for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It, there, I know people that only ice fish. They don't fish in the summer. They'll just golf or whatever, and they only ice fish. So let me ask you this: Do you get ice? Is that pretty? This is are you guaranteed ice every year, or is it one of the yeah? You're pretty like, much guaranteed ice every year. How good ice? Like that's what they're fighting this year. So. We had a fairly mild fall and early winter, so we didn't get a lot of good ice. So you can get ice where you can go fishing on it, like walk on it, or maybe take a four-wheeler out on it. But to drive trucks on it, you need like <laughs> you need 12 inches or better. 
Oh, man. <laughs> this is what I love talking yeah. about with these southern boys. You're like, nope, not doing it. Nope. Not not driving oh, on man. the water. It's, dude, they drive semi-trucks. Yeah, I know. Like I mean, Ostro truckers, that's yeah, a yeah, thing. Yeah, you it's know? fine. It's a thing. 12 inches just, of ice, it's going to hold your truck. It's just so trippy, though. You know? Yeah, I, know. I guess I've just always been around it, so I just don't. I just I don't even pause to think about it. I mean, I guess I do because I'm I make sure the ice is safe enough. I mean, yeah. I realize like if it's not thick enough, yeah, this is going to be a problem. Yeah, and I, there's always those people every fucking year that push it and go in. Like yeah. every you can count on it every year, someone's going in. Like, is there sure. ever like fatalities? And oh, for sure, really? absolutely, really, yeah. So I've seen the you know you know of course Facebook you know and I've got people on mine that are all over the country you know and. And uh, you see the you see the trucks the ass end of the truck sticking up out of the ice you know yeah so it I happens just, yeah I believe it uh-huh. no, so it, I believe there uh, there's probably somebody out there who it's their job like they get it, their phone rings when that happens and yep. they're the ones that come and there's pull ice out. recovery um, companies for yeah. sure yeah it's not cheap yeah I believe it <laughs> so there's gotta be it's some pretty type amazing of fine how they do too, it yeah. actually um is there a fine there might be. You don't hear people talk about it much. So if there is one, it's probably a few hundred bucks, which, you know, when you're dealing with thousands to recover your truck, the fine is like the least of your concerns. Yeah. Oh, you know, well, that's got to be one of them deals where you can kind of name your price though. You know what I mean? Like, like you want your truck back? <laughs> this is what it's going to cost. There's a, mid- there's a misconception because you'll hear it even from people up there. It's like, well, insurance doesn't cover that. Well, you might want to just ask your insurance provider. And if they don't, maybe you should switch because some, some insurance policies do cover it. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. I mean, I think some, maybe if they're based in the south, they're like, well, you shouldn't be driving out there anyways. And the ones <laughs> yeah. that are based in the north, like, realize that this is a way of life. Like, yeah. this is like. Yeah. I know down here they'd be like. Tens of thousands of people do this on a daily basis. So you yeah. can't tell me, like, like this is a this is a way of life. Like, yeah. this is a no, culture I, oh, thing. I, I like, absolutely, you need to insure it. Like, I absolutely agree. charge me more, that's fine. Yeah. Because that puts me in a high-risk category. But this is what happens. Yeah. I mean, the big Lake Mille Lacs up there, it's like, like small towns develop. In the middle of the lake every winter. I mean, you can see them at night, all the lights. That's crazy. I mean, you know, if I That's brought crazy. you up there and we just drove around at night on, like, the backcountry roads and we are doing this and I had you talking and distracted, I could go onto the lake and just drive into one of these little shanty towns and you'd have no idea that we were even on the water until I told you. Well, I mean, that's not really fair because I'm super easy to distract. And my attention deficit <laughs> disorder, I can't really focus too long. So, I mean, it's not – but well, yeah. the, fun, the fun part is when I get somebody that's never been on the ice and I get them on the ice and then they get out and then they hear the ice actually crack because the ice makes a lot of noise, yeah. especially when it's really cold. Yeah. The noise is actually a good thing, which most people don't realize because that means it's, it's expanding. Really? It's popping and cracking as it as it moves and grows. and Yeah. But, yeah, you get out and you'll just hear boom, 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 boom. And it just echoes across the lake and you hear a big crack. Yep. And that's how Shelby had a heart attack. Yeah, first that, one dude, I've, I've seen it. I had a, a buddy of mine growing up. We were probably 12, 13, somewhere in that range. And he had just moved to Minnesota from El Paso. And we took him out on the ice. He didn't know we were going to do this. Like we were just coming home from church. And yeah. there's a the lake by where we lived, there's a like a plowed road on the lake that goes yeah. from the like southeast corner to northwest corner, just kind of like a shortcut for us. Yeah. Plus, we can talk to this fisherman and see what's going on. You know, That's just kind of how my dad rolled. So we're going home, and he's coming to hang out with us for the weekend, and we start heading towards the lake. He's like, what are we doing? I was like, well, we're going to drive across the lake. He's like, you're going to what? What? <laughs> he's like yeah it's fine and he just like clammed up like 
turned even paler than he already was. Really? Uh, you know. And so we're driving. We get about halfway across the lake, and my dad sees some guys fishing, and he goes to stop to talk. And, and so that's the next words out of my buddy's mouth. like, what are we doing? He's like, stop. And he's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't have planned it any better because I swear to God, the moment his he stepped out of the van, the moment he put his foot on the ice, one of those cracks went and he was like what was that it's like that's just the ice cracking he was like ghost white so my dad talks to the fisherman whatever blah blah all right better get going we get back home and my dad's just like well how was your first trip on the ice and he just said pure terror (laughs) (laughs) well you know where i'm from it don't even freeze like we talk about like waterfowl and stuff it don't freeze up and if it does it only lasts a day or two like it's not you know i can remember back in 2014 it froze for six days, you know. It must have been a cold winter. It was it was stupid cold, like, you know, which I my version is stupid cold. Right. Your version is probably two different versions, but. Definitely you different. Know, you know, so it's single digits, you know, low teens, you know, and then and then it was over, you know, and everything thawed back out, you know, but you just don't, I don't yeah. know, you if just don't see If you were it. in the teens down here, we were probably dealing with like 25, 30 below zero actual temperature. Probably. How was that thing, that event they had last year? Was it like the they call it like a bomb cyclone or something like that? Were oh, you up there for that? Oh yeah, the Arctic cyclone. Yeah. yeah, they come up with they always come up with some new term to scare people into thinking it's you know the world's come to an end. But do we get every year without really? fail? Pretty much, we get at least a couple days that go stupid cold like that, twenty, thirty below zero. But last year was abnormally cold for yeah. an extended period of time. So, like, going back to how shitty the ice fishing season is up there. So, northern Minnesota, which you would think would be better because it's colder, it's actually been worse because they have they got hit with a bunch of snow. And so, the ice forms. You know, what you really want a perfect year is a cold beginning to winter with no snow because that snow actually insulates the ice and, mm-hmm. and slows right. down the ice-making process. Okay. So, you want good layer of ice, nice, crystal clear, hard ice, and then go ahead and snow. Like, that's not a problem. But if you get a little bit of ice and then a bunch of snow, yeah. that's a problem because that the weight of the snow weighs that ice down, water seeps up through the cracks in the ice, and you get this layer of slush between the ice and the snow, and that's a monumental pain in the dick. I could imagine so. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the whole thing sounds like a pain in the dick <laughs> to me. But, you know, it's just uh, a – just, It, just, it is know. fun. I mean, so. if you haven't done it, if you ever have time, you should come up and take and, and just give it a try. Even if it's the beer drinking, sitting in one spot, and if you catch fish, great. If not, you still got drunk with your buddies, and it was fun. Yeah. There is a time and place for that, but I'm a super active fisherman. Like, I, I'm not content to sit still. I'm actually, like, I do tournament leagues. and. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it's it's a big deal. It's like we So, there's, it like, serious. all that stuff going on right now, and then you're down here. Like. Yeah, so I'm actually going to miss our last event of the Minnesota Made Outdoors Tournament Series. Um, and we're in second place. My team's in second place right now, but I don't think we're going to catch first anyways. They got a pretty good lead on us, and they're just on fire this year. They uh-huh. went, they took first, second, and first in the three tournaments. It's like, pretty damn consistent. Dude. Yeah. In anything you do, that's yeah. pretty damn yeah. consistent. And so we are, the first event we took sixth, and then then we won, but the, the event we won, they took second. So points-wise – they didn't lose. So one. The, they consistency, lost one. the consistency they lost there one is just there, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and then we took fourth place in the last one. So, I mean, we're doing well. You know, we're yeah. staying right where we need to be, but 
they're just they're on another level right now. Yeah. They just can't be touched. Yeah. So I mean anything could happen. Yeah. You get a tough day and maybe we if if we do well in this next tournament and they even if they finish I think they got us by seven points. So even if they stayed in the top ten but on the, you know, eight or nine and we won, uh, we could steal it from them. But right on. So what with uh, the way they're fishing, I don't think that's gonna happen. So like, you know, the fishing stuff, yeah. What's your preference? Like, like the the waterfowl side or the fishing side? Like, if you Ooh. had, so because I'm one dimensional. Like, I already was like, you know, bam, you know, Lester's in Oklahoma. That's that's my that's my thing, you know. It's so tough because honestly, I love all of it. Really? Yeah, I have no off season. Really? No, because I I mean I do summertime fishing just as much as I do wintertime fishing. I mean, I, it's more. I'm a bass fisherman in the summertime primarily, but right I, mean, I like to do all sorts of shit. I mean, my brother lives in South Carolina. I love going down there and catching redfish and catching sharks. And, like, I love that too. I'll go fly fishing for trout. Like, that that's fun too. I'll, I mean, I go musky fishing. I, I Like, I like all of it. And then, yeah, yeah once, once fall gets into it and then the waterfall bug sets in. I mean, the waterfall obsession is it's pretty fucking strong. Right on. Yeah. I mean, right if on. you get a good day, I would have to probably give the nod to, like, goose hunting because – if it's in the fall, fishing's pretty good in the fall in Minnesota, but yet I drive by a hot feed and we got permission for it, mm. I'm going hunting. There you go. <laughs> I just, you know, I talk to people like you. I'm just so one-dimensional, man. I don't, you know, I don't I don't really care for fishing. You know, turkey hunting, I'm not trying to get Lyme disease, you know. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's sucks. just, yeah, I just, I don't, you know, I don't do nothing but, you know, goose hunt, you know, and we offer – we offer a lot of different stuff, you know, like we've got some of the best field mallard hunting in the country and I just, I don't care nothing about it. Me personally. You're even just straight geese. You're yeah. just like, fuck those ducks. Mm-hmm. But it's not even like the. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, Heinz is the same way. I mean, it's funny when he goes on the rare duck hunt, he's like, mm. yeah, like, yeah. To you know. me, that's weird. Cause I'm, I'm such a variety outdoorsman, like yeah. everything down to like mushroom hunting, like yeah. foraging. I do that yeah. too. You know, it's like, I, I, Here's a curveball for you. I don't even own a shotgun. What the fuck? Yep. How's that work? Huh, dude? I don't you just like borrow I, your buddies. Nope. When I go, I just I'm there to call and work and really walk and trick them. You're em. not shooting. Nope. I'm not eating them. So you're missing out. Man, I've I've shot a bunch of them, but I uh, no, I bought a Super Black Eagle three last year just because it come or two years ago, whenever they come out, just because mm-hmm. they just come out and they're pretty cool, and I ended up giving it to one of my gods, you know, really? so I'm just not gonna. You're not gonna use it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna eat them, man. I just. Why I'm not, not? I, dude? I don't know. I'm Do you like beef? Gonna... Oh yeah. All right. So oh, I, yeah. I, 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 oh yeah. I'm, if I'm I a... had more time, I'd cook you up a meal here and blow your fucking socks off. I'm about the dead cow life, you know. But the <sighs> you're missing out. But the goose stuff, man. I don't know. It's just one of them deals, you know. When you hunt every day. You know, which I don't even really do that anymore. I'm kind of just a yeah. You're the phone. I'm a truck bitch. Yeah. So that's what the gods call me. Yeah. Like you don't. I lost my killer card about a year ago because <laughs> I don't even hunt. I don't even get a hunt anymore. But but uh, no, I just I don't know. You know, and I don't do the mounts. You come into my house, you won't even know. You don't even know. You know, I don't. I don't have mounts. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. You know, I'm just kind of low key chill. You know. Yeah. So matter of fact, yesterday I just most of the time I'm wearing sweatpants. I just kick it. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It'd be but. fun. I mean, but that's, you know, really, I mean, that's, I mean, I agree. Like, that. the fun part about it is getting out there and calling to the geese and watching mm-hmm. them work and the mm-hmm. visual of them setting their wings mm-hmm. and that, that whole deal is. I like to trick them. That's, 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 you know, that's the. I think that's what, pu- that's what hooks people mm-hmm. for waterfowling, for sure. Well, I mean, you're so close them to them. Too, but. I mean, that's the thing. You, you get close to them. 
you know, you get to see stuff that you just, you're just not going to get to see anywhere else than if you're just doing this at the right time, you know? Yeah. And it's that, that interaction with them. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's an, it's an active engagement, you Mm -hmm. know, where what you do directly affects them Mm -hmm. positively or adversely, you Mm -hmm. know? And they have no idea you're there. That's the best best part too. When you got, when you, when you fool them, when they're just like, you've, call a shot and you open those blind doors and you just see that oh fuck look on yep. their face like uh backpedal backpedal too yep. late <laughs> yep gotcha that's too late. <laughs> but it's you know it's just i don't know like you know when uh, i really got into the the goose hunting stuff it's just the duck the duck stuff you know like when i was young like super young you know in like high school just got my driver's license you know none of my family waterfowls so you know the duck hunting was affordable you know you know it's a lot easier to go out and buy a couple flambos you know than, yep. than a full set of full well, bodies sure. you yeah. know but i even think like going back to that interaction i think um i think with goose hunting it's more there's more of that than duck hunting i mean in my opinion i don't ducks don't really respond to calls that much not like geese do i mean geese talk to each other right you know where i feel like ducks are more visual Right. They it, see stuff, they go check it out. It's like, call or not call, they're probably going to come check you well, out anyways. Well, you know, where I grew up, you know, you're hunting you're hunting water they were in the day before feeding. Like, they're coming there. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. You know, you get these out-of-staters that come over there that are used to hunting these giant concentrations like Arkansas and Louisiana, you know, where they're fighting the guy 200 yards away from them. Right, yeah. You know, and they're just, just, bah, 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 bah. And, and like, <laughs> you're just like, guys. They are coming. Like, you know, let them do their thing. They'll right there. You know (laughs) what I mean? But I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty weird about the, about the whole deal. I just, just my style, man. I just like killing. I like, I like hunting geese. How many, how many guys you got calling when you're doing those cackler hunts? About two. Oh, really? Only two two. guys? Yeah. That's a lot of sound for two guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's more of a professionalism type thing than it is anything you know you got a lot of guide services that run you know just a bunch of guides you know i'm doing the quotation marks right, my fingers yeah, to the listeners at home <laughs> you know so you know and they're you know they're out there and to me to make it more personable make it to where it's their trip you know my guides don't shoot either you know the snow goose deal is different this is a numbers game yeah. you know the laws are just almost completely thrown out the window. I mean, right, there are yeah. still some, but, you know, you can get yeah. away with a whole lot. Shoot as many as you can. You know, you're not going to get screwed on possession. You know, you talk about, like, like the gods, you know, my average god hunted 36 days straight, which is the second split in the state of Oklahoma when we're at our busiest. And if they're going every day and they're shooting, then you're running into possession, you know. There's, right. There's, there's yep. issues with possession. Right. And, you know, we don't shoot people's birds for them. You know, whatever you see yeah, on you any of them. Yeah, anything you see on our site, it's that's 100% customer birds. We don't shoot with them, you know. It's it's we provide the opportunity. Customers are the ones that they need to cap. They need to capitalize, you know. So, it's it's about professionalism and then staying within the laws, you know what I mean. So, you know, we don't. It's it's one of them deals. No, nobody wants to eat eat six six ducks or eight geese or every day. Right. You know what I mean. So, it's one of them deals. We just no shooting, you know. So, I've got. I think I've found a way. Not around it, but I started well, this year. Like we, in North, we had a great trip in North Dakota. We just shot a piss pile of birds. Well, with, you know, well within our limits, of course. Right. But um, when I brought them home, I ground them up. I like ground up everything and just cut it with burgers. So now that's a, just that's just what I use for 
anything I'm going to make burger with, whether it's chili or I'll be damn, really. tacos or some sort of casserole or whatever. Right on. I just use that. That's my ground meat. Oh, and I'll be damned. It's great. Can't taste it. So it's like once it's processed, it's not part of your limit anymore. Right. Right. So I've been actually, I didn't want to talk to some, um, I'd like to talk to some conservation officers because I've been thinking about like bringing my grinder and vacuum sealer out in the field with me mm-hmm. just to save space, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't have a bunch of dead birds with the wing attached to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, what if I, you know, at the end of the day, if I'm not too tired from hunting, just go home and process everything up, mix it up, package it, vacuum seal it, Man, stack that shit flat, freeze yeah. it, fuck your gold. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not, an interest. That's an interesting concept. Now you're not dealing concept. with giant coolers filled with whole birds, right? You know, trying to keep them cool and keep right. them from spoiling. I'm like, I, I wonder what the legality of that is. I mean, the process. Why would it be any difference if I dropped them off at a meat processor? I I don't I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like that's a, like I said, that's an interesting concept. So you're talking about like doing it at your camp or yeah. at the field or yeah. wherever, wherever. So I don't know. I mean, why Some not? of them are weird about the in in the field. Yeah, field. they would. So what I would do just for me to like kind of smooth it over if I didn't get checked is I would keep like I would keep a right wing from everything I shot, and that way they can still count. You know, it's like if you want to know what I shot, how many I shot, here it is. Yeah, you know. Boom, and I guess technically, if you really wanted to double check it, you could weigh everything. Yeah, because I go like two thirds, one third burger. Just weigh it. Everything's a pound. So you can just do the math. Man, how much? Gotta, how much does that roughly weigh? How much live birds? You know, breast gotta, meat weighs. You have to figure it out. But I feel like if I took the extra effort of keeping that wing, like obviously I'm not trying to get around anything, mm-hmm. but the the space saving aspect of mm-hmm. being able to grind it, vacuum seal it, and just stack those packs of ground meat up would be awesome. Well, you know, you talk about effort. It's been my experience that I mean, as long as you're trying to do the right thing, right? You know what I mean, and you're not trying to get around you know you right know, i'm not trying to get around the daily limit i'm trying to get around the space issue yeah of keeping yeah for sure three day possession for sure for sure you know 100 birds for yeah. a group of 10 guys you yeah. know what i mean like that's a lot that, that is takes a, up a shit ton of space that is an interesting that's an interesting concept that is that's that's different i've never heard of that one well so. it only occurred to me this year because when i brought everything back i'm like what am i gonna do with all these I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to grind them up. That's just going to be my so, burger from so here many. on out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I can only eat so many goose breast steaks a year, you know? Yeah. I was like, well, fuck, if I grind this up, I can use it and everything. Yeah. Because honestly, what I like to do is, so it works great for that. And then, like, um, I'll keep the legs and thighs, which most people don't keep. Right. A but, lot of people don't. Oh, they're so good when you slow cook them, braise them. Oh, man, there's nothing better. Uh, I, mean, I don't so know. so good. I'm telling you, I will, man. if I have to come out here again, and make you guys a meal. You'll fucking shit your pants how good it is. I swear might. To, swear to God. I might. I mean, it's, it takes. I mean, you got to cook them for like four hours. Otherwise, they're really tough. But it's a slow, it's a low and slow kind of endeavor. But, oh, God damn it. Is it you good? know, we had a. It's so good. We had a God. He just tried to call me, as a matter of fact. He <laughs> he, uh, he goes he goes and he buys. Because we have a God. We have God houses, right? Where, like, the crew's stay yeah, you know yep. and that's where we we have all of our equipment we all interact you know and every once in a while you know we'll kind of swap off like meals you know like people will do stuff and you know what i mean so we try to try to be together you know that kind of thing so he takes a couple speckle bellies and i mean he plucks them and he preps them and he does yeah. all this and all this stuff so i'm coming clean right now okay <laughs> so so 
he goes real time. He goes to the he goes to the grocery store and he buys all these ingredients. And I mean, it's extravagant, just like way over the top, you know. And he's so excited about it. And it's same thing you like. Like he's like, oh, you're gonna love it, you know. You're gonna this is gonna change your entire, you're gonna change your entire outlook. So he he cuts all this stuff up, puts it all in this uh, in this slow cooker, you know. And like everybody was gone, and I was there, and I was like, what? you know, like, what's, what's going on? So I go and I open it up and I look at it, you know, because that's what people do. Sure, yeah. Well, when I set the lid down, it didn't go, no, no. didn't go back on there, and it's kind of turned to the side. <laughs> dried, dried the fuck so, right out. <laughs> so he comes back to the house, <laughs> and uh, of course he goes to check on it, you know, and he just, you can just hear him. He's like, "What the fuck?" And I'm just like, "Um." I don't know, like what? What's the matter? What's the matter? Running there, you know? And he's it. like, he's like, look at this. He's like, who did this? And I was like, man, I saw one of the gits in there, <laughs> one in the kitchen earlier. It must have been one of them because you know the gits are we. That stands for guide in training. You okay. know what I mean? These are the low men on the totem pole, the young kids, you know, trying to figure all this yeah, out. Yeah, so I yeah. just blamed it on them. Sure, it was, why not? It was the yeah. thing to do, and it just <laughs> rent the whole thing. <laughs> so he was so mad. That's outstanding. Yeah, he was so mad. It's coming clean. Yeah. Is there Statute of limitations on that? How long ago know. was that? I don't know. He stays pissed at me, so it'll be oh, okay. That'll be all right. Be all right. <laughs> he stays pissed at yeah. me. No, this. I mean, it's good. Like, my wife's not a huge fan of wild game, and she goes to town on this stuff. It's just good. Make some mashed potatoes with it, and then you, all the drippings, you make a nice gravy with it. It goes on top of that. Oh, man. So good. But it, but it's a process, too. Yeah. You know, you're not making that meal every day. Yeah. That's not like, oh, I got home. It's a long day. I think I'll have some braised goose legs. No, right. no, 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 no. You're planning that right. shit out in advance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're going to get yeah, that shit. Yeah, maybe with a buddy. You're you going to get that shit going at about, yeah. you know, 2, 3 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. And then by 7, 8 o'clock, you're ready to eat. And nice. Good. But, I t- yeah, but if that was cooking in here and all those smells are going and your guys came in after it and they smelled that, it'd be all over. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I'm pretty hard headed. That goes back to that non conformist <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? So you we, could sit there and you could eat it and you could tell me that you don't like it, but I'd know you're lying. I wouldn't do that. Okay. But I would know I, you're would, lying. I wouldn't do that. There's you know? you know what, there is a faster way of converting you. And I can, I made some converts last year in goose season. I made some snow goose like tacos, like fajitas. And this actually you can whip this up pretty fast with, with goose breast. You just slice them thin with the grain, with the bias of the, the breast meat, and you basically flash fry them. You get some butter or oil with some chopped garlic going in there, and then you flash fry them things because you don't want to overcook waterfall. That's like the worst right. thing you could do. You basically flash fry them. They get brown on each side. You take them off. Then you saute all your onions and everything else. You get some taco seasoning that. And I've, I've used some of the taco seasoning on the goose breast itself. And then the rest goes in there. You get that cooked down so you start getting that nice, like, taco gravy throw the meat back in there just enough to warm it up, boom, you're done. You have all your toxin or taco fixings on the counter there. People just make their own. So good. That is a big-ass lab, dude. Yeah. That's, this dog does <laughs> not miss a meal. Uh-huh. Hey, Holy, this is, that dog is huge. It's Bob. It's Bob, Bob, this is Bob. Bob's Lodge? This is Bob's Lodge, yep. That's Bob. Right on. What's up, Poochie? <laughs> She's a... Uh, She's not running through the tall grass chasing pheasants out, I can tell you that. Dog is huge. What's up, puppy? <laughs> Can't get the thing to bear. Do not let yeah. the thing walk around Minnesota in September. Yeah. Be a bad deal. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, where I am from, uh, north of the cities, a little bit. Stacy, Minnesota. My family's from Brainerd. Oh, that's right. Cushing. Cushing, yeah. Cushing. Little Falls. Well, know that area well. We got a cabin up kind of that, like, um, well, now the name, Pillager, which is just west of Brainerd a little bit, between Brainerd and Motley. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good country up there if you like fishing. Shit ton of lakes. Yeah. Does your, cabin, does your cabin get ice dams? Because if it does, I know a guy. <laughs> so. No, it doesn't really because it's not heated, so <laughs> it doesn't get ice dams. It, well, sometimes the river gets ice dams on it and floods yeah. out the property. That happened <laughs> a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah. I lost a kayak. I'll be damned. Yeah. When we went up there, went to check on it, and we're cleaning things up. You know, there's trash everywhere that comes up from the river. Not like trash trash, but like, you know, sticks and leaves and, you know. And mm-hmm. we're just cleaning everything up, mm-hmm. and the wood pile is all scattered all over the yard because, you know, it's floating. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, I find my paddle over there, and I find the seat over there, and I'm like, I wonder where that kayak went. <laughs> I, I looked all through the woods, and we, I, it's just gone. It's down. Probably went through the dam. Who the fuck knows? You like, know, Minnesota is a really pretty state, though. That's gorgeous. When I was up there, it was it. really pretty. So, I granted, like there it. was four feet of snow on everything, you know, but. I should see it in the summertime. It's even prettier <laughs> when it's green. Yeah. Green, nice, clean water. It's, yeah. No, I, I love Minnesota. But. You should have seen my little 5'7 ass trying to get around in four feet of snow. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's a lot of snow. I was That's hopping. a lot of snow even for a Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was cra- that was crazy. Yeah. So, so you know, you talk about ice. Well, the snow don't last down here either. You know, we got well, eight right. inches. It we, snowed this morning. Well, we got eight inches eight inches of snow at my house, right? So, and hey, where's it, that? It, it, southwest Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. We if got eight, eight inches. We got it. Well, we got eight inches. Oh, it's God. probably no, it's gone. gone. It's probably no. gone by now. Yeah. So. Wow. That's that's a. Was that one storm or yeah. is that like cumulative? Yeah. One storm, eight inches? Yeah. Well, I'm going to shut the state right down. Oh, dude, they canceled school the day before it ever even got there. It was 40 <laughs> degrees outside, and they were like, ah, we're, nope, we're not doing it. You know, they're it. starting to, believe it or not, they're starting to do that in Minnesota. Really? Yeah, this culture is just getting softer and softer and softer because now it's like, oh, it's forecasted to be 20 below zero, like schools will cancel the night before. It's yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Just for some cold? Yeah. Come yeah. on. I remember when I was a kid, we had to sit there the morning of and watch it across the Yeah, you watch, watch it, wait it across to see the news, see if our school, school never up. did. Really? Ever. We, I was like in the worst. Like every school around us, canceled, canceled, canceled. They're two hours late, two hours late. Nothing. Huh. And then if we didn't see it, we just assumed we missed it. So somebody would all inevitably call the school. And like, no, we're still scheduled to start. I'm like, son of a little bitch. Damn. <laughs> so it's like, a, what the hell? I'm telling you, them Okies, man, they panic. Oh, so, everybody south panics too like i said my brother lives in south carolina and they get a quarter inch of snow down there and the town shuts down yep i mean they just, everybody see, just freaks out and you know tornadoes are the opposite you know yeah you know you see a you get a tornado warning everybody's like oh sweet you know where's it at you know that kind of yeah, i don't see it we're good yeah not so much i mean i my dad never did growing up maybe that's just why because like if we if we heard the sirens my dad went outside really no i wanted to go see it so I was kind of the same way. I'm like, they always tell you, stay away from windows. Well, how am I supposed to watch this storm <laughs> if I if I can't stand next to the window? You know, we had. Trust me, if I see a tornado coming at the house, I won't be standing in front of the window. But Have you ever done snows at Mountain City? Have you ever been up there? I don't think so. We were up there in 16, and we just got done pulling a set, and there's a restaurant that everybody goes to in town. I, think it's, I believe it's called Quackers. They got pretty good steak. Pretty sure that's the name of it. Try not to get mixed up with the one down at Stuttgart. Is it Marat? Yeah, Quackers. So we're down there. 
And uh, there's this guy that worked with us, and he's absolutely petrified of tornadoes. Like, I mean, little girl, little girl <laughs> petrified. Like, it's it's just, it's comical. And uh, we're sitting there. Everybody's phone in the restaurant goes off. Like, you know, the alert Tornado system. Warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look at it. Tornado warning for the county that I'm in. And here's the deal. You know, at home, you get, I live in Stevens County. You get a tornado warning in Stevens County, that sucker could be yeah, right. It could be 20, 30 miles away. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like the whole damn county is on, yeah. you know. And right. it, so I was like, huh, that's pretty, you know, I, first thing I do is I show him, I'm like, ah, we're all going to die, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And, and uh, I mean, he's he's just pissing himself, you know, and we're laughing at him and stuff. <laughs> Old boy comes in the restaurant and said, it's outside. And I'm just like, I dropped my phone and I was like, it's outside. <laughs> you know, I go up to the door. I go up to the door and I open the door and the dust is blowing up out of the parking lot into this funnel that's trying to oh, set down Jesus. in the parking. This thing's 150 yards away from me, like, which is, even by Oklahoma standards, way too close. That's close. That's way too close. <laughs> so, so I go from making fun of him to pissing myself. Right, yeah. I'm looking oh, around shit, the restaurant. Real. You know, there's glass pane, everything, bottles, you know, all kinds of stuff that could kill me. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, no, you know, like I'm in Missouri. I'm not supposed to do – this isn't supposed Starting to happen. to view everything as a projectile. Yeah. So <laughs> I even text my wife, and I was like, I don't know what's fixing to happen, but I just want you to know that I love you and the kids. <laughs> and she texts me back. It's like after it was over, she's like, what are you talking about, idiot? You know, that kind of, that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's different up there. It's like your phone will blow up, but it's because everybody else knows where you live, and they saw that it was a tornado warning in your county. So they're like, are you okay? Make sure you go to the basement. Do this. They they gave you all the stuff you already know what to do anyways, but they they feel like they have to remind you. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, well, call me when it's over. Let me me know that you're okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. That's another thing about (laughs) Minnesota. Every every house has got a basement. Yeah. So yeah, where I yeah. live, no basements. No, there's no basements nope. in the south. No, nope. uh, you all they'd be flooded nonstop. Yeah. Storm storm cellar. We have the we have the storm cellars or the shelters or whatever you yeah, want to call filled them. Filled with spiders and black widows black and widows black mold and, and but I'm and telling you what rattlesnakes. Oh yeah. But you don't mind jumping into them though. You see one of them things coming. <laughs> Take your ah, uh, yep. <laughs> I know that thing's gonna kill me. That, know, I've always might. wanted to. I've always wanted to see a tornado. Obviously, from a distance, mm-hmm. probably going away from me or just straight across. Well, the best I've seen was uh, like a funnel cloud got halfway down and then went back up. That was still pretty cool. We were yeah. on the water. We were, we were trying to get to shore. Ooh. It was weird because it wasn't like. Uh, it wasn't one of these storm systems that you would actually expect a tornado to come out. It wasn't like a big wall storm, you know, right. wall cloud coming. It was a bunch of these little popcorn pop-up showers. These pissed-off little sails all yeah, over the place. Each, yeah, like each cloud was its own little thunderstorm. Yeah. You could see, like, and there's blue sky in between each yeah. one of them. Like, yeah. there's a storm over there, and there's a storm over there, and there's a storm over there. And there was one point in time we had to take cover underneath somebody's cabin, who knows, like on, on an island, because it was just it was starting to hail and stuff. So we just... Beach of the boat, ran up on it, weighed that out for like 15 minutes. That one cleared. I'm like, right, let's keep headed towards shore. And it was that last, that last uh, stretch. We're going along, and all of a sudden, this storm kind of over, you know, catches up to us. Just starts raining like a son of a bitch, coming straight down. And I could see the shore, and sure enough, I was like, what? Cloud sure looks like it's spinning a little differently mm-hmm. than the rest. Sure enough, that thing came like just real slow though. It's like, yeah. 
not like what you see in the movies. You know, it's not like spinning super fast, comes sure. down. It was like a very slow process. But it got yeah. about halfway down, just almost treetop level, and then just kind of slowly sucked back up into the, the claw. But it was running parallel with us. And I was like, oh, shit. It was right shit. on shore. And we were probably, you know, I don't know, fifth of a mile maybe, if that. From, from where it was and just on. going the same That's a little close. direction. That's a like, little close. I was like, huh, all right, well. <laughs> yeah, that's a little close. I know we get them. We get some that are just sure enough just just monsters. You well, know? I remember when I drove down, I came down through Joplin. And I remember, mm. was it was that just last year where Joplin pretty much got wiped off? It was off last the year, the year before. Yeah. And that was a, that was a, that that was was a big a one. That was a big one. That was a big one. But, you know, the way that the, like the phones and stuff are nowadays, you know, you think that people have enough enough time to get out of the way so what well i mean they probably get their alert but like you said they get used to seeing alerts and half time well it's, yeah it's like that yeah, it's, it's like, like that day you know making judge, i'm finishing this judge judy episode i yeah. ain't getting on my storm cellar till this is over yeah and then, uh, no that's uh yeah it's got to be just because it's you hear it so often you're I get, yeah, crying I get, well wolf, crying I mean, wolf a little bit you know yeah i know i'm saying that you know i was making fun of it <laughs> and then <laughs> You know, it happened and to you. It happened to me, and it was outside, and I was like, "Oh." Well, they, I mean, I think they're getting better too. It's like it says what county, but a lot of times it'll say at least Minnesota. I assume they do it on here too. They'll say like which cities are in mm-hmm. the path. Mm-hmm. You know, they have like mm-hmm. the little cone thing. It's like these could these are the cities that could be affected. It's like mm-hmm. all right, well, if my city's not listed in there, I'm good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Deal another round. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's just keep. Let's make another pass on the on those walleyes there. Right on. We're, we're good. Right on. The lightning while you're fishing is a little that that bothers me more than Oh dude, we had tornado wood. We were hunting this winter and uh thunderstorm came in and literally struck I don't know, eighty yards behind the blinds. Oof. So like and it was it wasn't lightning. Like it you know, it was it was storming. Like like you know, like there's a difference between like a thunderstorm yeah, and yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We had a little lightning in that rain yesterday. Did you guys experience Mm-mm. any of that? Mm-mm. Yeah, I, did, I personally didn't see it, but when we got back to the house, one of, one of our guides, Bryce, and he's like, oh, yeah, we bailed. Like, yeah. We had a strike behind us a little bit. And we're like, okay, we're yep. done. Yep, that's good enough for me. So <laughs> Everybody out of the field. <laughs> I mean, you're literally sitting in lightning rods, you know, stuff yeah. sticking out of the ground, yeah. you know, so I'm not. I'm Hold not your gun that. up. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nope. I don't think a ton is going to fly in a thunderstorm anyways, so probably eh, not. I mean, you know, like the that. rain. Yeah, who knows? Good Lord, people blowing me up. Yeah, well, we should probably wrap this thing up. Anyway, it's been oh, it's been a good a one, hasn't it? Yeah, we were, oh, almost an hour and a half, hour twenty four minutes. That's nice. Good. Yeah, nice. I just did. I, we do one. I do one called a flight companion, where I get four guys together and each person brings a different beer to try. Yeah, that's like the small. Even though it's called a flight companion, that's like the smallest part of the broadcast. Yeah, like you know, so we'll we'll test one all. Hey, this is the whatever Dick Dipper Porter from. Whoever you know, like, what did they come with these crazy ass names, right? Yeah, man. And then we'll each drink it, and I'll be like, "Well, that's pretty good. It's this." And then, what do you think of it? You know, whatever. But in between, it's just pure chaos, and we just talk shit and whatever. You know, how was fishing or hunting or did you guys see this movie? I mean, it's just like there's no rules. Right. Like it's basically just like what you would talk about in a bar. Right. And, and, and everything and anything goes, and that was it. The last one we did was almost five hours. Nice. <laughs> like almost five just hours. Just press play and just, just go. Yeah. I, mean, record I listened go. to it. I re-listened to it on the way down. I mean, I, shit, from Minnesota here is 12 and a half hours. I got plenty of time. Nice. Let her rock. Let's nice. go. Let's see how stupid I sound. 
Sound pretty stupid. <laughs> right on. <laughs> and I got right pretty on. lit up by the end of it. The well, words were a little slurry. That's good. Yeah. yeah no judgment really here, man. Up. No judgment here. <laughs> no, but they're so. fun. The very first one I did was really long like that, and I thought, oh, my God, this is unlistenable. And when I went back and listened to it, I was like, that actually was pretty entertaining. Cool. Because <laughs> it is. It's just that, you know, that you have the time of your life, especially in these situations, these lodge, and at the end of the day, and everybody's sharing a beer, and you get silly, and you're you're – well, you hear some pretty cool shit. You're, you know what I mean? You know, you're retard tired and, yeah. you know, you just act goofy. Those yeah. are the best nights. Yeah, you know, Those are you. fun. So that's kind of, you know, we just record it. That's all. Cool. <laughs> we just make sure there's proof. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do it? Oh, man. Uh, we got a website, www.goosereapersbrand.com. Uh, Goosereapersbrand.com. And then there's, uh, of course, you know, the Facebook page and the Instagram page. You know, they're, pr- they're pretty big. Yeah, so. you on the Insta. Oh, yeah. You know, for the gram. You know what I mean? On the gram. Yeah, on the gram. Yeah, I fuck it up. I always call it the Insta, and the kids call it the gram. Dude, don't get me to line. I I don't even know what the password of the damn thing is. If if I get kicked out of there, we're all screwed. And they're on Snapchat. Oh, yeah. That's where I found you. We're on Snapchat. Yeah. So get on, get on the snap. Don't even know what my handle is on there. No, uh, but go on. Follow everybody that's listening to this. If you're on Snapchat, if you don't follow Goose Reapers, find them, follow them, and then that night, send in a bunch of dick pics. Then they'll no. know you listen to this. Then you'll know that they listen no. to this <laughs> No. That's actually never yeah, happened. Actually, don't do that. That's that never happened. Be, I'd I mean, actually feel bad if somebody no, you did wouldn't. that. No, you nah, wouldn't. I would laugh. No, you wouldn't. Would we, laugh ever get a chan- we ever get a chance to do this again, I'll be like, you remember that time that you had them all send me dick pics? It, it happened. Well, I'm down here for a while. I could be talked into coming up here and drinking some beers and cooking for you. Yeah, man. Man. Yeah. Kicking it in Bob's Lodge. <laughs> Kicking it in Bob's Lodge. Yeah, man. I like it. Fuck yeah. I'd like, I like to flex my culinary skills a little bit, especially when I find out people are like, yeah, I don't like eating geese. Well, challenge accepted. Okay. Fair enough. Shit's good. Shit's good stuff. So. Fair enough. All right. Well, thanks for your time. Yeah, dude. Get yeah, out there and smash some snows. Oh, yeah. Later. Thanks for hanging out. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv through the blackwater bayous and in the dark louisiana night floats a duck camp alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of cajun cooking Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.